Welcome to episode 40 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Rookie Fever John. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore trades. That's right. I'm taking the host stand tonight. And that's about what is happening tomorrow. I'm in the host stand for a reason. Because, look, tomorrow, Thursday, April 29th, is a big, big day. You guys know what I'm talking about. There's a ton of intrigue, an incredible amount of buildup for this, ton of suspense. Everyone has an opinion, and we're going to hear some of those opinions tonight. And of course, I'm talking about Dynasty Dad's 40th birthday. Woo! That's right. That's right. Episode 40 for the Dad Big 4-0. Dad, how are you feeling on here? Last day of your 30s. Talk to me. How are we feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. I think I heard that about everything I did today, right? I was at work and they're like, that's the last time you'll do that before you're 40. <laughs> you know, and then before I leave, they're like, well, last day you get to be a young man. You know, you're coming to work old tomorrow. So um, I, that was like a precursor of roasting. You know, shout out to Weaver's Orchard. They they roast me every day. But I'm excited for uh, tonight's podcast to really talk with some analysts, have some people on, uh, talk about this rookie draft. You know, it's like every year, the first day of the rookie draft, is my birthday. It's fantastic. You know, it's like, I think they planned it that way. They're like, this guy is going to have a podcast and with some fantastic co-hosts and we're going to be able to talk about it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get tonight's episode going. Nice. You were born for this. And and let me tell you, there is going to be a ton of roasting coming in. So prepare yourself. And look, also for the for tomorrow is the NFL draft. So we're going to combine the two big events for the show tonight. This will be a ton of fun. We're having a two-round analyst rookie mock draft, and we're also going to do a roast and toast of Dynasty Dad. We reached out to some of our favorite analysts around the industry. We're going to do this Superflex mock draft. So uh, we're going to – really, it's just the who's who of analysts. You're going to love some of the names that are going to come in here. Mom, we're finally on the eve of the draft. I know you've been busy. I saw you put out a mock draft today. You got your rankings out. Tell us what else you have going on right now. Yeah, well, you know, John and I chipped in, so we get uh, Dynasty Dad here, some good broadband at his retirement home, so he can do all his rookie drafts without any issues. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I came out with my 2021 NFL mock draft over at Fantrax. Of course, already some news came out. Some trades happened today that's going to shake that up. So already outdated just a few hours after, but uh, – you know, check it out. And then, of course, you can always find us. I'm sure you'll have questions about all your rookie draft trades uh, as they're starting soon. You can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And all I think right. Tonight, yeah. Before we jump into it, it's also the last time I'm probably in the host chair because you're already slaying That's it. That's right. You know, you I got, think it's you obvious. That, you got that smash except board back there. I mean, you, you grew the beard for the doppelganger a couple weeks ago. It's it's almost a hostile takeover here. You're going to be bashing me up all episodes. Yeah, this this may be the point of no return for you and your host career. I, I think it's fairly obvious, but we'll, we'll see how things go here. Yeah, I might have so to here's what here. we're going to do. 
we're, we're going to have a lot of fun. Again, two round Superflex rookie mock draft. And it look, it is the fun is going to be at your expense. It's going to be at the expense of dear old dad. So we will hear some toasting, but it's going to be more roasting as it should be. And um, dad, you have not heard any of these yet. So we're going to actually see some live reactions from the show. And I, I'm looking forward to that aspect as well. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and kick this thing off with the 101 pick in the draft. Prepare yourself, Dad. Yo, 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 this is Dynasty Bro Dot from the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. And I'm here to say happy birthday to Dynasty Dad, man. Hey, look, I just want to say I appreciate you being the first, you know, few guests that we had on our podcast, man. We really appreciate that. That was dope. Got to do it again, man. We bonded. We bonded way better than Dynasty Bro Vic, and that's my brother. And uh, turning 40, man, I just want to let you know you're getting up there. You're probably old enough to be my real dad, not just the Dynasty Dad. I'll start calling you the Frank Gore. Frank Gore Fantasy, you know, hopefully you could take that title, man. So shout out to you. Appreciate everything you've done done so far. Reaching out to us, being part of the community, man. Keep pushing. Shout out to the Smash Accept podcast. Y'all doing y'all thing. So with that being said, I'm not going to go the typical route for this 101. I'm going to go my guy, Justin Fields, man. I truly believe in fantasy. Uh, he's going to be a beast. I don't watch him playing the big games against the big schools and Stands out, and he's a pure athlete running at 4-4-4. He's a dog, man, and I'm just excited to see what he does. And if for some reason he lands in San Francisco, I know I said he's my one-on-one off top as soon as he lands in San Francisco, but I just prayed over it, and he's kind of just the one-on-one no matter what because I believe in his talent and everything he's going to do that translates to fantasy. So, like I said, Justin Fields with the one-on-one, QB from Ohio State. I'm Dynasty Bro Dot. Happy birthday. Happy 40th. Do your thing. I wish my DJ was here. He could turn up with me. Peace. Dad, let's get a reaction on that one. Dude, you can't beat Dynasty Bro Dot as the 101, you know, of hype men. He comes in there and he just, he tears it up. He's a fantastic guy. If you guys don't listen to the Dynasty Bros podcast, you got to check them out. I mean, Dynasty Bro Vic, Dynasty Bro Dot, they're fantastic. Uh, I'm shocked. As, as as much as the uh, the hype was in there, I'm shocked. You know, he went with the Justin Fields. Mixed it up, yeah. But I do listen to the podcast. He's been all about Justin Fields, you know, and I feel like, especially Mung and I have talked about this a lot, if he goes to San Francisco, there's a serious yeah. debate there. Uh, Justin Fields has been that 1A, 1B for a year and a half now, and then we just keep pushing him back and pushing him back. And I feel like Twitter's going nuts about Justin Fields and and Mac Jones and all these, all these different quarterbacks. But Justin Fields' talent – I'm seeing him slip as far as 1-9, 1-11 in some of these mock drafts. Not in Superflex mock drafts, but in the NFL mock mm-hmm. drafts. And that blows my mind because the talent that this guy has, the talent that he possesses, he's a fantastic quarterback. He's, he's a franchise changer in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like it. And, and Mong, let's go to you on this. Let's say that Fields does not go number three overall to San Francisco. I think you mocked him to New England. If Fields lands in New England, where do you think you're taking him in that scenario in a, in a super flex mock? Yeah, I mean, I think 1.02, 1.03 isn't out of the question. Uh, personally, I would not take him 101 just because I think Lawrence has a higher floor. But 
I don't think it'd be crazy for anybody to do so. Um, that would set them up perfectly behind Cam Newton. We know that they're adding weapons. They've signed a lot of free agents this offseason, and the upside is there with Fields for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that if he does go to San Francisco, we are actually going to have a real debate for the 101. If he doesn't and he lands someplace like, in my mind, New England, maybe Carolina, I know they, they just got Darnold, but if he becomes like the heir apparent there, I like that. Denver just actually went out and got Teddy B, so maybe that's no longer a spot. But um, it, it, it will be interesting, and I, I do like Justin Fields as the 102 in most of the potential landing spots. Well, I With that, look at, yeah. I think we have to look at that as like mm-hmm. – Justin Fields is going to be a value if he doesn't go to San Francisco, right? Because if he goes to Carolina, he's not going to start right off the bat. If he Great goes point. To Denver, he might not start right off the bat. And if you can move back and still get him, you know, I feel like the community is going to overreact and he's going to go in that 104, 105 range. And I feel like that is an absolute smash except because we know the talent's there. It's been there since high school. You know, Cam was saying that's his number one guy since then. And, I mean, the talent's undeniable. I, that's a pretty good take there. You're, you're actually an okay color commentary guy. I was thinking so, you guys, you were say, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about Drew Locke since we were talking Denver, you know, get some jabs in on that already. Maybe we'll come back to that one. All right, so I'm going to keep things moving here. Mike, I know you got to be like your typical bedtime is around like 839, so I'll, I'll try to keep it moving here. And let's go straight into the 102 here. I think you're going to recognize this next guy. The 102 plaque. I select Trevor Lawrence. Just like in this draft, I got the real 101. But my parents got the real 101 with their second child. Yes, the Dynasty Dad is my brother. Some of you may not know that. But on the positive side of being older, or 40 in your case, you people may not look at you as a ginger anymore, which that has to be a positive. Also, happy birthday, big bro. Have a good one. Wow. I, first of all, I have to make a comment here and get your reaction to this, Mike. The contrast between Dynasty Pro Dot and, and your brother, Mark, it, it couldn't be any different. Just two ends of the spectrum. And we I just had, love the dry delivery there that Mark brought. Yeah, we had the 101 of Hype Men and then we had the, you know, the dry pan. Uh, there could not be a bigger difference between my brother and I, you know, as far as personality. But he's a great guy. And he gets a great pick here, right? I mean, he gets yeah. most people's 101 with, with Trevor Lawrence. Um, I beg to differ that that he's the parent, my parents' 101. You know, mm. we, might have to, we might have to put a poll on. I'm pretty sure they're listening right now, you know. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that later. So being able to get Trevor Lawrence at the 102 is, is fantastic. Yeah. I feel like we've all created this scenario where we're trying to find warts on Trevor Lawrence that don't exist, you know, and he is a generational talent last year. The only player I talked about that way was Jonathan Taylor. Nobody two years ago. I mean, you know, at smash, except we hate using that terminology of generational talent. We, you know, people throw that around there, but I feel like Trevor Lawrence really is that. And the only way I'm moving off him is for a King's ransom. Yeah. Right on one Oh two, the, the Royal one Oh two. Thanks for that commentary. Let's um kick it over to you, Mong. Is, is there really, any scenario for you right now where you're not taking Trevor Lawrence locked in at the 101? Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens uh, with San Francisco just because I do think, you know, Zach Wilson, we've talked about how the ceiling is so high with him, but the floor is so low because we really only saw that one year out of him. 
And then Trey Lance, those natural tools, Justin mm-hmm. Fields, the natural speed as a runner in addition to his passing abilities in that Shanahan offense. I think that this is a great, great year. I mean, if you have 101 and you need quarterback, Lawrence is perfectly fine. But if you can trade down to, you know, 102, 103, 104, pick up a 2022 first, that's something I would strongly consider because at the end of the day, you know, we we have Lawrence as this generational prospect, but we really don't know with quarterbacks. They're so hard to project, you know, even two, three, four years out. We simply don't know. So if you can pick up that extra first, I'd be all over it. Yeah, I, I really do like that. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to. I mean, I'm getting questions where people are reaching out to to dad, you know, before 8 p.m. Because you guys know I'm old and go to sleep. But they're like, yo, should I trade the 101 for Dak Prescott or the 101 for, you know, guys in that range? I mean, that's a win, right? I mean, Mung and I have been talking about that for a while. Dak Prescott is going to kill it. I mean, he's absolutely higher up in Trevor Lawrence. And we know what that is already. It's a known commodity. You know, sometimes in this draft, we're going to talk about that quite a bit, where if it's a known commodity, I'm okay selling that pick. Yeah, can, I think uh, at a minimum, sell, put it on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go I was going to say, if you can sell Lawrence for even Deshaun Watson plus a 2022 first, I mean, I think that's a win as well. Yeah, I think that what we you got to do is when you're on the clock, and some of these rookie drafts do start right after the NFL draft, shop it a little bit because we as we as you just heard you can get a king's ransom in some cases for that 101 and there's some other real talent near the top trade down a little bit pick up a first pick up another asset or two and it it could be a, a huge win for you with that let's keep it moving and we're gonna move on to a couple of big time analysts in the industry both of which we've had on the show here in preparation for tomorrow in the NFL draft in our rookie drafts. So at the 103 was Angelo. Angelo, of course, is a big film guy. You can find him at Angelo underscore fantasy. He went with Najee Harris here. And as you guys know, and we talked about on that pod, go check it out. He does have Najee Harris as his top running back. Now, I thought he might go Kyle Pitts because this was a tight end premium, super flex mock, but he did actually decide to go running back here. And, uh, he, you know, it, look, it's, it's a, a really important position to hit in your rookie drafts. And so I, I do like going Najee Harris after those two QBs off the board. Mong, what do you think about this pick here at 103 from Angelo? Yeah, I think I'm still leaning quarterback or Jamar Chase if I had to pick here. Um, but certainly yep. we're, we're hearing that the NFL loves Harris, that he might go you know, in the middle of the first round. It sounds yep. like Pittsburgh is saying they'll take him at 24 if he's there, which means that other teams might be just as high on him. So certainly nothing wrong with that. We know he's huge. He's a workhorse back, all three downs. Nothing wrong with this pick. Yeah, Mike, what do you me- think about Najee? For me, I've been saying this in in DMs. People keep asking me what to do with that 102. I actually talked about this with Angelo. He was in complete agreements. If Justin Fields does not go to San Francisco, Najee Harris is actually my 102. You know, and it's everything's based off, even in Superflex, you know, I'm I'm not sold on some of the other guys going to San Francisco. Najee Harris is a complete three down workhorse back. If he goes to Pittsburgh or Buffalo, like they're talking about, I mean, this guy, 
could be an RB1 his rookie season. And that value is going to continue to skyrocket. I know usually the value is on the quarterback side, but we've seen running backs like Jonathan Taylor. You know, we've seen running backs that have have increased in value. And if he goes to Pittsburgh, he goes to Buffalo, he's going to be a top 15 back, maybe a top 12 back right off the bat. And that's hard to find, you know, and if you're in that win now, two to three year window, it's Najee Harris. If you're, you know, if you're not in that window, which, you know, that's usually where, where we like to be at Smash Accept. But if you're not in that window and you're kind of rebuild, it's a different type scenario. I mean, then it's the quarterback. But for me, Najee Harris has it all. He can catch passes. He's great through the line. He's got fantastic moves in the open field. I mean, he literally has it all. And people are going to throw that out there, say he's too old. But to me, I'm too old. Najee Harris is only 20. I was going to say he's nowhere near as old as you, Mike. Not so even. That's not, not even, even worth to the, the comparison. It's like but, Dynasty yeah. Dot said. I mean, I could be his dad. I could definitely be Najee Harris's dad, you know, so. For sure. Yeah, and, and so with the 104, we actually then went over to Garrett Price, who we also had on the show. And you can find Garrett at Dynasty Price. Of course, he's the big Dynasty Nerds guy, and he's been bringing out a ton of good stuff. We love having Garrett. On he actually did go QB here, and so Mong, you had talked about sticking with QBs this high in a superplex draft, but he actually went Zach Wilson. So I actually wanted to get your take on this, Mong, as well. You, you mentioned the QBs, but w- would you go Zach Wilson here? How high do you have him in your rankings? Again, I, I think it's very fluid, right? In, in this top, even seven or eight picks, I could really see being willing to trade back and pick up some extra draft capital. Um, I do have him as my 104 in Superflex because the upside, right? We, we really don't know which quarterbacks are going to bust, who's going to translate to the pro level. But in theory, uh, with Mike LaFleur running a Shanahan-esque offense, he is being put in a position to succeed. The only question is, is the offensive line quite good enough yet? And are Corey Davis and Denzel Mims really, you know, receivers who are going to elevate Zach Wilson's play? So if you're drafting Wilson, hopefully you're not relying on him as a rookie to produce for as your QB2. But I do think that the long-term upside is there, which can justify him this high. What do yeah, you think, I Mike? Th- I think Zach Wilson is a great pick here. I think Zach Wilson has the biggest bust potential out of the quarterbacks, but clearly the highest ceiling, you know, I mean, I feel like he could be right up there with Lawrence with some of the things that he does, you know, the way people talk Mahomes esque the way he makes throws on the run, the way he, the arm talent, you can't teach that. It's fantastic, but the range of outcomes is not the same as Trevor Lawrence. And that's why we're, we're not putting him up there. You know, this is a spot where if you you have the one Oh two and you're not sold on fields, trade back to the 104 105 Wilson will be there and if you're in a, a rebuild add that first round pick get Zach Wilson if he busts you know that's fine you're going to continue to to get that good pick but the minute he steps on the football field he's the starter right there's no nobody else is going to start for the Jets there's nothing else there so he's going to increase value where some of these other guys the Trey Lance maybe Fields, maybe Mac Jones, they might not start right off the bat. And people are going to get excited about that once he steps on the football field and does some of these things. I mean, we saw what he did at Pro Days. We saw the throws that he can make. It's just a matter yeah. of, like, can he do it on the big stage? Can he do it consistently? You know, it, Yeah, and I, I, I completely agree with that take, by the way. I, I, I'm concerned by the floor 
on Zach Wilson. I do agree that he's got, he's shown the ability and the ceiling is there, but that floor really does concern me. And, and frankly, I don't think that he has uh, the rushing capabilities that you're going to see from Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and even a little bit of Trevor. And I think to your point, Mung, if you do draft Zach Wilson, you do need to be patient. I actually think it's going to take him a little while. I didn't actually see the accuracy when I uh, watched a number of his games. And so I actually have him as my QB five and I would take him more towards the end of the first round, which means I'm not probably getting a lot of Zach Wilson. That said, I really respect Garrett and, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm probably more in the minority on that Zach Wilson. Well, we got to look at that. We got to look at that division, right? I mean, Buffalo's got a fantastic defense. Belichick knows how to scheme to take away rookie quarterbacks. Miami defense is improving. I mean, he's got six-game slate there against some of the tougher defense in the league. So, you know, there's definitely some worry there. I get it. All right. So that we just gave you a little bit of a breather there, Mike. We had a couple of big-time analyst picks there, but it's time to kind of get back going. I got a, a video here for the 105 that I think you're going to enjoy. Hey everybody, Dynasty Outhouse here, and I get the 105 in this mock draft, and I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to take Jamar Chase, the easy choice, because the dude is awesome, the dude is great, the dude is good, the dude is an ex-receiver, and he will fit in no matter where he goes. So again, super easy choice, and speaking of taking it easy, congrats dad on turning 40, and you're going to have to take it easy from now on, because hell, it's too hard, you're going to throw out your back, probably pull a hammy, just getting out of bed. So take it easy. Happy birthday. Happy mock draft. Happy podcast. And uh, see you later. I love that. That's fantastic. I love Dynasty Outhouse. I had him on when this was the Dynasty Dad podcast. He's coming on in two weeks. You know, we got Matt Waldman set up next week and we got we got Dynasty Outhouse coming on in two weeks. Uh, His his delivery and his sense of humor is fantastic. But it wasn't a sense of humor here with the Jamar Chase pick, right? Yeah. Call, kept calling right. him a dude, and we know the dude abides. Jamar Chase is going to be fantastic. He's going to go to Miami. He's not going to go to the Bengals. You got the big Lebowski quote in there. You know, yeah, yeah, I like that. He's not going to the Bengals. I mean, we saw the scar on Joe Burrow's knee. Like, it's the second most famous scar to Harry Potter. I'm avoiding the scar. You know, I'm avoiding that. He's going to Miami. That's why I've invested so much in Tua. Yeah, and, and I know that you've had – Chase at the top of your board for quite a while now, Mung. What what's your thought on getting him at a 105? Yeah, if uh, time traveler popped up to me, you know, and said one year from now, Jamar Chase is the 1.01 in one quarterback dynasty startups, I wouldn't be shocked one bit. I think that's yeah. the type of ceiling he has, and I think he's an impeccable prospect. I know Bob McGinn did a poll, or he does a poll every year. Um, with a lot of draft analysts and this is the first unanimous top wide receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson. So I think that says it all. Yeah, I heard that. And that's who I would be taking here at the one Oh five and getting an elite wide receiver that you can build around for a number of years is, is such a good move in a startup or certainly in a rookie draft. And I really just can't wait to see this guy in the field, you know, Back to the Burrow thing, it would be fun to see those two together. But, Mike, we, we all always are about our boy Tua, and Tua time would definitely be in full effect seeing Jamar Chase go there as well. So that'll be fun. 
let's let's go on to 106 though and you're gonna you're gonna recognize this voice here mr chad parsons coming in with his 106 pick chad parsons on the clock for 106 and i think in general quarterbacks are going to be overvalued in this draft class and in this draft so far i'm going to take travis Etienne out of clemson running back two off the board a very good metric prospect top five percent of my projection model and very similar across the board, well-rounded uh, in terms of his profile on paper. Love that he weighed in at 215 pounds and still ran in the four fours. And I think it's very similar to four of the five, excluding Clyde Edwards-Alaire running backs in that top grouping last year. And yet, we're getting some discount uh, this year, especially with all the quarterbacks up high. Uh, probably a couple uh, wide receivers end up going ahead of him, Kyle Pitts in some leagues. Um, but Travis Etienne, I think he has a very good shot right now as an expected draft position, is in the top 30 or 35. I think even if he doesn't go round one, he's going early round two as running back two. So I think he blends well with the NFL. Uh, today's new era of running back, uh, receiving centric and can run the ball. Uh, so I really like the upside here in the mid first round for Travis Etienne. As for Michael turning 40, uh, this is where things go downhill. I think in general, people find out you're not quite as smart as you think you are. Uh, when you get this old, people assume you know everything and your body starts to break down. That probably already occurred uh, for Michael, but it's going to continue to erode, my friend. So enjoy it while you have it. And every year is going to feel like five years on your knees, your back, and just your general uh, body, body type there. So uh, enjoy it while you have it. But frankly, that already ended. Oh, that's great. I think we're seeing a theme here, Mike. Uh, you're gonna, you're probably gonna get hurt just sleeping, getting out of bed, and and things are going downhill pretty quickly for for the body there. But yeah, you know, I think Chad made some really good points there about the uh, the QBs possibly being um, overrated to some extent. What's really unique about this rookie class is that we actually are going to see probably five QBs go and the top of the first round and super flex drafts. If you're already set at QB really do think about trading back and take advantage of them pushing down some of these other skill players, like a Jamar chase, like an ETN. It's now available here midway through the first. So I do like those points. Mike, what do you think about ETN and what do you think about hurting yourself as you get out of bed every morning? Well, that part hasn't happened yet. You know, like I've, uh, I'm, I work out six days a week, you know, or five sometimes. Um, but that point, I love Chad. I mean, Chad is fantastic. He's the first Great guy, guy. I, I ever listened to when I was listening to fantasy podcasts, one of the guys I admire in this industry and one of the most brilliant people that I've talked fantasy football with. So we loved having him on. Thank you for, for those kind words or not so kind words. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's right, though. I mean, right? Like, if you don't need a quarterback, sometimes we just push quarterbacks up, right? And we move them into there. And the biggest thing that I keep talking to people about is just because things hit in 2019 or 2020 doesn't mean they're going to hit in 2021, right? I mean, we had Burrow and we had Herbert and we had five stud running backs. Doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. We had Jesse on a couple of weeks ago and Mung and I were talking about, you got them late first, let's trade them back. Etienne's a guy that's fallen to 108, 109 in a lot of, you know, a lot of rookie drafts, rookie mocks I'm seeing. And that feels like great value because if he goes into a system with one cut where he's able to, you know, once he bursts through that line, 
there's no stopping Travis Etienne. He's got Chris Johnson home run type speed, you know, and if he lands in the right spot, that's going to be a big value. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Monk, do you have Etienne as your RB2 in this class? Uh, I know we've talked a lot about Javante Williams as well. I do, but I have him behind all the top five quarterbacks because my only concern with Etienne is – Right now, a lot of the spots that he's mocked to, uh, I just don't know that he's going to be a three-down back. Uh, we know mm-hmm. that he has the skill set. He's got that home run speed, and he really developed as a receiver. But if he's going to, say, Miami, they're not going to completely phase out Miles Gaskin. Um, we've heard some crazy rumors that Washington's interested. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, Jacksonville, you know, there no, are guys you. there who are going to stop him from being a workhorse back. So for me, he's not quite as high. Um, he okay. would really, you know, maybe if he went to Pittsburgh and we think that they're going to commit to him, potentially I would move him up. But really, I have him behind all the top quarterbacks as well as Chase and Pitts. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about ETN is he's very flashy because he has that top end home run speed. He's got the big jump cuts. And I think we love to see stuff like that. And I think we could easily see him as that modern running back kind of Kamara type mold. But I do think that he he sometimes relies too much on that athletic ability and tries to to bounce it outside and always look for that big play. And, and frankly, in the NFL, that's not always going to work. It's it's more about your ability to grind out yards between the tackles, take, take what's there for you. And so I do think that we're going to possibly see him take some time to develop. And so uh, I, for that reason, also – kind of have him a little bit lower and actually have now moved Javante Williams above him in my rankings. The so, you know, yeah. when Chad Parsons speaks, I mean, he talks about profiles. That's right. And he, we're talking about a decade plus of type profiles oh, yeah. and analysis. And, and no doubt. you're not a subscriber to Under the Helmet, you've got to look at those things because as far mm-hmm. as rookies go, I don't know of anybody that hits more than Under the Helmet. I mean, they, they nail yeah. their things. And when he speaks, I listen, you know what I mean? And that's, that's where – our listeners got to look at that a little bit. ETN last year we had right up there is maybe the 104. You know, mm-hmm. we had it. It was Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and then we started debating. Right? Is is ETN there? And he's falling off. Sorry, I'm not in the host chair, so I'm getting excited. I, hey, I, I, I so, dare I say, was that a little wisdom in your old age that you were just sharing there? Um, but but you're right. And in, in fact, after having Chad on the, the podcast. Um, I, I've actually dropped a couple of guys completely out of my rank, my top 25, like uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, for example. So definitely agree with that. All right. So moving to the 107, we're going to see a very familiar face in the industry. Take a look at this one, Mike. What's up, guys? This is Nick from P2W Fantasy. And with the seventh pick, of the draft here, I'm selecting my guy Kyle Pitts, Florida Gator. Uh, Pitts, we all know, is an athletic freak, 6'6", 245. He just ran a 4.4440. He is a big wide receiver at the tight end position who can also block. So in a tight end premium, no-brainer right there, and I think he's going to have a fantastic NFL career. Uh, also want to shout out Dynasty Dad for your 40th birthday, which is crazy because – when you were like 11 years old, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy the day um, and enjoy that 40th. I know that's a good uh, milestone. And um, before you know it, you'll be the dynasty grandpa. So embrace <laughs> this day. Have a great birthday and uh, 
Glad to have linked up with you. We'll definitely talk to you soon, buddy. Mike, is it true that you're going to be changing your Twitter handle to Dynasty underscore Granddad FF? Well, hopefully not anytime soon. You know, I, I I've brought my kids up right, but uh, you know, Nick is fantastic. I went on his podcast with a guy that we're going to talk about a little bit later, uh, Commissioner Breeze. Nick is so positive. Um, you know, they're doing big things over there. He's got Steffi Smalls coming on as a co-host for one of their other podcasts. I just love the dude, man. He's always positive, and he positively nailed it. If you can get Kyle Pitts at the 109, yeah. Kyle Pitts. Well, yeah, you know, 107, at, yeah. Or 107, yeah. I'm, I'm skipping it here a little bit. Don't My, get ahead of yourself there. I'm I'm old. Granddad. I had to break out the readers to check out myself on here. So no. Go get your uh, bifocals, man. Yeah. No, I, I love the take. Uh Kyle Pitts, you know, we're looking at they've said he's the best tight end prospect in 43 years since you know Kuiper's been doing it. 43 years. And no one's been there. He's un he's uncoverable, right? Who's gonna cover him? You know, you're gonna you gotta be six five and run a four three. Who does that? Other than Kyle Pitts, I'm no with one you. does that. You know, the guy absolutely flies, and I'm really coming around on it. I have him as my 103 in a one okay. quarterback. I have him, you know, in that 105, 106 range. Um, yeah. You know, in the in super flex. And I, so in a tight end premium league, I am comfortable taking Pitts as high as 104. I do have him uh, behind Chase, Fields, and Lawrence right now. And I, and I do kind of expect him to land – in Atlanta, Cincy, or Miami, all three of those spots I think would be a smash for me, and I'm pretty comfortable as him as a top five pick. Monk, what are you thinking there with Kyle Pence in terms of how you stack him up? I think 107 in Superflex is about right for me. Um, you know, he's an amazing product or prospect, excuse me, no, no question about it, but over at DLF, he had a really good article on Pitts about just kind of, uh, you know, the pitfalls. Uh, uh, credit to him for that. that hey, joke, yeah. I'll be the one to say it. But, uh, you know, just there is some risk there because even if he's a dynamic prospect, you know, is he going to land in that situation where he's going to be? the number one guy in an offense where the offense runs through him, right? Like a Darren Waller who really he's the number one guy that Derek Carr looks to versus, you know, some of these other uh, really hyped tight ends in recent years, like OJ Howard and Eric Ebron, who went to situations where they contribute and they're great for their teams, but fantasy wise, are they going to be elite? So I think this is about right. I would not take pits over guys like Chase Harris, but you know, behind those guys, I could understand him as high as 1.03. Yeah, I agree. 103. I mean, I, I've had a lot of questions recently in a two tight end league. Yeah. How much more do we value Kyle Pitts? And I said in that 1.75 to 2.0 type, you know, so if he was worth a 34 on your chart, he's worth more than that. You know, you've got to almost put him up into that spot. If it's a two tight end league for me, in a one quarterback, he's the 102 because I love Najee Harris. He goes above Harris or above Chase. And you guys know how yeah. much I love Chase. And in the super flex, he moves up to maybe 103, 104 because you got – I mean, don't ever play a two-tight end league. It's so much pain. But if you are, yeah. get, get Kyle Pitts in that area because the only two people in the world that can stop Kyle Pitts are Kyle Pitts and his offensive coordinator. That's it. Yeah, and 
Well, the other thing I'm going to say here is there are some leagues out there that actually do give two PPR to tight ends. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are half a point, maybe even 0.75 advantage, but a full point PPR extra for a tight end. I would also consider Kyle Pitts up there in that 103 range. I actually posted a poll to Twitter on that exact thing. Would you rather have Kyle Pitts in that league setting at two PPR or Jamar Chase? Three quarters of the people voted for Kyle Pitts. Okay. Sigmund Bloom actually responded to the to the poll and said, should be 100% for Kyle Pitts. In fact, I know we are fortunately going to be getting Sigmund Bloom onto the pod, which is awesome. And he actually just posted his Bloom 100 pre-draft in terms of how he ranks all of the rookies. And he had Kyle Pitts number one overall. So we'll have to ask him more about that. Matt Waldman, who's coming on the show next week, also likes Kyle Pitts a ton. So a lot to consider there. But one thing is for sure, at 107, I'm, I'm going to be very happy having him there. So let's and move now, into the 108 here. We talked yeah. about buck, bucket list, right? And I, I need yeah. that because I'm getting old. You know what I mean? But I went out there yeah. and I reached out for both of your bucket list guys. Matt That's Waldman, right. Sigmund Bloom. It's going to be fantastic. Mike Wright, if you're listening to this, you're my bucket list guy. Let's get it in. Love that. I, yeah, and I cannot wait to hear from Matt Waldman. We're actually going to have him lined up after the NFL draft. So we're going to be able to talk to him about the landing spots, how that impacts all the pre-draft rankings, and we'll get more info on the RSP from Matt Waldman next week. So look forward to that. With that, we're going to move into the 108. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Casey Kasem here. I wanted to let you know that I took Trey Lance with the eighth pick in the mock draft that we just did. I took Trey Lance because it's a super flex league, a rookie quarterback falling to me right there in the eighth spot. It just, that was awesome. So I went ahead and grabbed him. Kyle Pitts went right before my pick. I think I would have had a hard time, you know, debating between the two if he had fallen to the eighth. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with my selection. Uh, what I'm not happy about is having to share a last name with someone. And I hear that it's Michael Royer's birthday. Now, Cousin Mikey, he's a Royer. And Cousin Casey here is not a Kasem. Casey Kasem is a radio DJ that uh, also voiced Shaggy. Um, Casey Kasem here is a nickname. My last name is Royer. Um, but I actually knew that Michael was my cousin long before he did. Uh, this is a secret that, <laughs> you know, I've been holding for quite some time. Um, just want to put it out there for Michael on his birthday so that he knows. I changed my last name to it. Okay, so, um, when I found out you were my cousin, I couldn't handle it. You know, your fantasy football takes aren't the greatest, and you're just, you know, I just, that's, that's it. I just didn't want to be associated with that. So I uh, had to change my last name and, and felt really good about it, you know, felt really good about it. I'm just kidding, guys. I am just kidding, yo. I love Mikey. He is a dope dude, and I'm really happy to find out, you know, that we're related. And it's just like a super, super dope thing. And not a lot of people know that because I didn't freaking know it until last year. So, you know, and I, nah, I would never change my last name because of Michael Royer. There are plenty of people in my family that would make me change my last name, but Michael is not one of them. So anyway, happy birthday, cuz, and I hope you have a great, 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 great 40th birthday. 
By the way, you're still three years older than me. Deuces. Wow. Love that one. My yeah, instant reaction. How cool is Casey, right? I was on her podcast the other day. You know, it was it's just the coolest story. If you haven't heard how her and I met, you know, like we literally just met because she listened to my last podcast and she's like, are you from that area? And kind of put it all together. And we're cousins, you know, and uh, she would change her last name if she knew Mark was my cousin. You know, he might say he's the 101 in the Royer family, but Casey, <laughs> might, Casey might actually be the uh, 101 in the Royer family. She's fantastic. And uh, Trey Lance. Again, yeah. we talked about Zach Wilson. I mean, the the ceiling is high. The floor isn't quite there, you know, and, and I feel like at 108 here, that's a good risk to take. You know, that's the guy that that could really pan out um, at 108 two or three years ago. I took Patrick Mahomes in that spot. You know, I, I was like yeah. pushing into that late first and uh, Trey Lance has a ton of upside. So great pick, Casey. Totally. So what we've established here is. Mike Royer is now dropped to 103 on the Royer board. And Lan Trey Lance has now dropped down to the 108 spot, which I think is an absolute smash right here. One of the, the first real values, getting him that late. Mom, do you agree with that take? Yeah, I think that's about right for Lance, unless, uh, like in my mock draft, he goes to San Francisco and yes, number sir. three overall. In which case, Lance would be my 1.02 in Superflex, possibly even 1.01. Yeah. Um, and the reasoning behind that is because the last time that we saw a genius offensive mind trade up in the first round, and potentially, you know, Lance is going to sit for a year and just kind of absorb all the knowledge that Kyle Shanahan has. And the last time we saw that was Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Mahomes. And we saw how that turned out. So. I don't think it's crazy. I, I would probably still keep him at 1.02, but he would be locked in as a top two pick at Superflex for me. Yeah, and, I, and that's probably where I would start to consider him as well if Lance does land in San Francisco um, at that 102 spot for sure. So with that, let's go keep this moving to another big-time guy, one of our favorites. Let's let it rip, 109. So. At 109, I took Javante Williams. The reason why I took him is because he can easily be, you may be able to make an argument that he's one of the best running backs in this draft class. He could be 102, 103. Personally, he's about 103 for me in terms of my draft rankings, but you can make an argument for him that he's one of the best backs in the draft class. So that's the reason I chose him in Dynasty Dad. You know, happy birthday. You're old, but it's okay, man. We'll get through this. You're an aging veteran, right? So you might still have a little bit of dynasty value left. You know, maybe like a fifth round, sixth round, if you can. But it's all good, bro. I hope you enjoy your day. Have a good one. Uh, uh, it's one of my favorite lines so far, the aging veteran. Mike, get it. <laughs> Yo, T-King is the man, right? Like we, T-King is the man. We both started up writing for Dynasty Happy Hour, and that man has exploded. You know, if you don't know who T King is, you're not paying attention to Dynasty Twitter. He is everywhere. You know, so thank you so much. He's right. I mean, everybody keeps calling me the aging vet, the aging, the the aging vet. They're calling me the Frank Gore of Dynasty. I think all those things. Um, you know, like I'm not going to put that under my under my bio. You know, but uh, that's a great pick there, Javante Williams is going to move up boards. It's all about landing spot with Javante Williams, though. You know, I feel like everything with him comes on what kind of draft capital. If he goes in the second round and he goes somewhere to, like, Atlanta, the value is going to skyrocket. And, and Javante Williams, will we seen what he could do at North Carolina. He's going to be fantastic. 
Yeah, Mark, well, do you agree with this that really as an aging veteran, Dynasty Dad here does have some value left. It's probably more as a co-host, color commentary guy. I know. What, what are your thoughts in, on this? Well, <laughs> well, the uh, <laughs> the off season is the worst time to move aging vets, but if you can get like a rookie fever John plus for Dynasty Dad, that's a now move we're I would definitely consider making. Ooh, um, still a that is a, that is a strong take right there. I appreciate that, Mo. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, my concern with Williams is the same as with ETN, right? Because some of those landing spots that he's being mocked to in that early second, Jacksonville, Miami, those are, again, he's going to lead those committees, but the work, the workhorse role isn't going to be there with that top five upside. And maybe that's a blessing in disguise because he's not quite built to be a workhorse and he does really invite contact when he runs so, again, I think this is about right for him. I would not be taking him early in the first round. I like it. Okay, so I'm actually going to rattle off the, the last three picks of the first round and then hand it back over to you guys. So we're up to 110, and we had the one and only Steffi Smalls jump in, and she took Devonta Smith. Now, knowing Steffi, she's probably projecting Devonta Smith to the Giants. I think we probably all know that. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I do kind of like that value there at 110. We'll come back to that. Um, our boy Izzy, Izzy Alcafaz that we had on the show not too long ago. At 111, Izzy took Mac Jones, McCorkle Jones, as he's, he's also known as. And then finally, last pick in the first round, we had Riley Bymaster take Rashad Bateman. So, again, Devonta Smith, Mac Jones, and Rashad Bateman to close out the first round. Mon, let's start with you. How would you react to those picks? Yeah, again, I think that's about right. Um, personally, I have Jalen Waddell as my wide receiver, too, in this class, but certainly close in that tier with Devonta Smith and Rashad Bateman. Uh, I have Smith going to the Eagles, actually, which I'm sure Steffi won't like. And I have Bateman going to the Chicago Bears. So, again, those are situations where I don't think that they're elite-level talents where they're going to be dominant wide receiver ones in fantasy. But I do think that the value is going to be there. And then Mac Jones, again, a lot really depends on the landing spot. San Francisco is ideal, perhaps New England, but it really depends – but again, I don't think any of the top five QBs in this class should fall out of the first round in Superflex. Yeah, I think Izzy nailed it with Mac Jones. I think Steffi might have had one too many white claws with Devontae Smith. And we all know Riley, he's Mr. Third Place in every league that I play with him. And Rashad Bateman's definitely third in this list. So love it. Great takes there. All right, I'm going to get us back on track here. Uh, we're going to move now into the second round, and I, and I, and I may move this on, along a little bit quicker. But before I do, I'm going to recap the first round for us in this analyst rookie mock draft. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Najee Harris, Zach Wilson, Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, Kyle Pitts, Trey Lance, Javante Williams, Devonta Smith, Mac Jones, and Rashad Bateman. So with that, I'm going to usher us into the second round. And this, in my opinion, is actually going to be the best of the videos that you'll see here tonight. Hey, everyone. John here, the new and improved Smash Accept pod host. 
Dad, how does it feel to be replaced by better model? I'm sure you saw this coming though. Look, you're 40 now. You're not quite as sharp as you used to be. We've seen a few boomer moments on the show. And look, there's been a couple awkward times on the pod. Remember that time where you introduced yourself as Prison Mike and the listeners actually kind of thought you actually had done hard time. You actually had to come out and say, no, 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 everyone, look, I actually have a clean record. But I don't think anyone's actually worried about you. I mean, look, you're not going out past, what, 9.30 p.m. these days. You're more likely to be told by a doctor to slow down than a cop. So anyway, I was on the clock with the 201, and a guy that can't really be slowed down is Jalen Waddle. This kid is an absolute weapon. I think he's actually arguably has the highest ceiling in the entire skill positions class. He's not just a speed guy. This guy runs very crisp routes, good hands, gets open, and he could take it to the house on any play, and I think we're going to see him on special teams as well. I'm a little hesitant to compare him to Tariq Hill, but I actually think that's in the range of outcomes for this guy. So I was thrilled to get him in the second round of this analyst mock. With that, let me give a toast here to Mike Royer, the dynasty dad we all know and love. Mike is one of the real ones, for sure. He was really the guy on Twitter that got me going, and I'll always really be appreciative of that. He's always taking the time to help our listeners. He's getting leagues going. He's building community, lifting up others, and we love him for it. So happy 40th. Mike, all the best to you. Cheers, brother. Much love. Cheers, Mike. I'm, I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying not to yeah, cry. Yeah, I know. I was going, I was aiming for, you know, tears there, but uh, you it's know, right. It started out like a Comedy Central roast with Nikki Glazer and really, you know, <laughs> trying to, try to just hammer me down. And then, you know, in typical rookie fever, John nails it with Jalen Waddle. And then he comes back and he, he, he makes me start crying. Say, we laugh with him. We learn from him. We cry from him. We love rookie fever, John. Yeah, I know. I, I, I look just back to the take um, itself. Two of one, Jalen Waddle. That just goes to show you guys what you can get in the second round now. Mung, I know Waddle is your wide receiver too, and that's that's where he's now falling for me. And so I am pumped to see where he lands. The ceiling on this guy is the roof. What? Do you, anything else to add on to that, Mike or Mung? I mean, I, I would trade a 2022 first uh, if you're getting 201 or 202, even if he drops. Uh, I, I like Waddle that much. Yeah, he's – I mean, he belongs above the guys we just took. He's above Bateman for me. He's above Devontae Smith. I mean, I've I've said it before. He was the guy that broke out before Devontae Smith. Jalen Waddle goes to the right spot. That's a fantastic pick no matter what. Yeah, and as a quick preview, Matt Waldman coming on next week. He also does have Waddle as his wide receiver too, so take that. Let's move on to the 202 here and uh, just keep this analyst mock going. This is uh, another under-the-helmet individual that we had on our show, Katie Flowers. Well, lordy, lordy, look who is 40. Hello, Michael, and happy birthday to you. 
when they told me that it was your birthday and I had a chance to draft a player, participate in your party, I hit smash accept. Absolutely. I got drafted. I got the uh, 2.01 and I had to smash accept just as quick as I was on the board. I took Terrace Marshall wide receiver out of LSU. And if you wanted to send me a trade, just send me a trade crown Royal peach and I'll send you Terrace Marshall. How about that? Happy birthday, brother. Have a good one. I like that pick a lot right there. Uh, Terrace Marshall coming in at 202. Mike, what was your reaction there? Katie's another one of the real ones, right? I mean, Katie's yeah. fantastic. We had her on here. No one's more genuine in this dynasty community than Katie Flowers. I mean, she will take time no matter what to talk about Debbie. And, and I trust, just like I said with Chad at Under the Helmet, Katie knows her Debbie, you know, and, and she's all about Terrence Marshall here. I haven't been totally on board with him. You know, I like a couple other wide receivers slightly ahead of him. Um, but when she talks, I got to listen. And, and uh, you know, she's willing to trade picks for a little bit of alcohol. So I might have to do that in some of her drafts. Yeah, for sure. I know. remember hearing from Matt Hicks how high he was on Terrace Marshall and a lot of other analysts have, is, have been as well. Keeping things moving, we see another wide receiver go here at 203, FF Day Trader, who's always been part of the Smash crew. He went with Rondale Moore. And, you know, Mung and I have debated Rondale Moore on multiple pods now. I do think that everyone can see the ceiling with Rondale Moore. I understand uh, some of the concerns as well, especially coming off a couple of injuries and struggling to stay on the field a bit. But uh, Mung, where where did Rondell Moore, Moore land in your latest set of Superflex rankings? Yeah, I didn't have Rondell Moore until two point oh seven in my okay. Superflex rankings, um, and you know we've talked at length about him. It's just hard to see that profile. You know, he has to be a superb outlier to really beat that five seven frame. Um, he's just very gadgety. He has the speed and he does have the chops as a wide receiver to be a downfield guy. We just haven't seen him, you know, significantly perform like that. And then throw on, you know, the, the season ending injuries for two years straight to end his career. We really only saw him as a freshman. Uh, it's just, there's so much risk there that I would not personally take a shot until that mid late second. Okay. Yeah. I, I, look, I respect it. I think that he's one of the guys where I'm really paying close attention to where he does land. And if I'm convinced that they will use him effectively and he does get the touches, then I, you know, I, I think we should consider him up the chain. Let's actually go back to Mung now and see what he did with the 204 pick here. At 2.04, I took Diami Brown, who isn't really a true number one wide receiver at the next level, but He's a great deep threat, and he does provide that weak winning upside that we want with the long touchdown potential, especially if he goes to a vertical passing offense. But Dad, we really appreciate you being here with us for this roast, as I'm sure the girls at the gym appreciate finally getting to use those five-pound dumbbells with you here and not taking those up. This show's a little bit different in that you're kind of just sitting there listening to us talk. Well, in that regard, I guess it's kind of like every other podcast episode that we do. Uh, but really, I love doing this podcast with you and John every week, and I hope we're doing this for decades to come. I, for one, can't wait to hear you tell your grandkids to trade for Travis Fulgham III. But really, we love you. Happy 40th.
That was outstanding, Mung. Um, applause from the from the crowd and and the listeners. Yeah, that, I Dad. I don't think people realize. I mean, Mung nails things with fan tracks and all his stats and and really deep dives. But I don't think people realize how funny he is. You know, and that that's some good stuff right there. Um, Travis Fulgham the third is going to be fantastic. Um, my kids have their own dynasty leagues or fantasy leagues, so we might have to you know work it that way. I love working with you as well. Um, and and Diami Brown's a guy that I need to dip more into. You know, I feel like the draft is right around the corner, and it's not a guy that I have high on my radar, but I'm listening to a lot of different analysts, and they have him up there, and he seems like a guy that most of our listeners should be listening a little bit more about. Right on. So moving to the 205, we actually went to Dynasty Bro Vic. We already heard from Dynasty Bro Dot. Dynasty Bro Vic sent me a message here. I'll read this out. He went with USC slot wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, who he said was a quality pick in the middle of the second round. He's a physical player that has a knack for making big plays. Amon's comp is a quicker version of Robert Woods. St. Brown is known for creating separation at the top of his routes, so it'll be a nice complimentary piece to any offense in the NFL. And he wanted to end this by wishing Dynasty Dad a happy birthday. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for being a great friend in the industry. Cheers, Dynasty Bro, Vic. Mike, what, what's your reaction there with that pick there and your boy, Dynasty Bro, Vic? Now, I love going on the Dynasty Bros podcast. I've been on twice. I've had them on twice. They're fantastic guys. Um, Vic, you know, like Amon Ra, I feel like if we're, if we're comping him to Robert Woods, Robert Woods has always been an underrated player, right? So this is a player that is sliding a little bit under the radar that, you know, he goes to the right spot. He could definitely eat. And I think he's going to have some good value in the dynasty community. Right on. So uh, moving on to 206 now, midway through the second round. Again, to recap the pick so far in the second, Jalen Waddle, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, Diami Brown, and Amon Ross St. Brown. So we're seeing a run on wide receivers, and I expect that to happen in most of these Superflex box. So if you need wide receiver, think about that. Maybe grab yourself a second and cash in. And we actually continued the run here at 206. Kadarius Tony actually went to sideline squib. And then following that, uh, what, you know, another guy that we love was Beasy. Dubeasy uh, BFF on Twitter went with Michael Carter. So we finally broke the run of wide receivers and went with Michael Carter at the 207. Mong, your reactions to Kadarius Tony and Michael Carter with those two picks? Yeah, I think it's fine given Tony's upside. I have him in that same tier as Rondale Moore because the concerns are there, but the upside is high. You know, Tony, we didn't really see a breakout until his senior year, but a lot of people don't realize that he was a quarterback and he didn't play full time at wide receiver. So, you know, that's something that at least mitigates that. Uh, he's a raw prospect, but again, the ceiling is very high. And the Michael Carter, I don't love, um, but outside of Najee Harris, I really don't know if there are any workhorse backs. He's just another one of those committee guys at the NFL level. So it's really going to de- depend a little bit on landing spot and the kind of opportunity he's going to see. Um, but, you know, not no immediate contributors in the late second yeah, I like cool. Kadarius. I like Kadarius Tony here. Uh, Debezi is a chef, and if you're taking Michael Carter here, I'm taking it back. I'm serving. I'm saying, hey, this is undercooked. 
I need it. I need it cooked a little bit nice. better. Give me, nice. give me something a little bit more. I like that. All right. Uh, yeah. Props to uh, to BZ. Love the Moving guy. on to t- yeah, lo- love the guy. Really one of the best guys out there in the industry. So I'm going to move it to 208, and we had Goat District coming in. Mike, check this video out from Goat District. What is up, Smash Accept Crew? Dynasty Dad on this special occasion, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First, important, why I took the Maple Chub when I did early second round. What am I looking for when I'm drafting in a rookie draft? I'm looking for someone that's going to be significant. When I'm grabbing running backs, I want a dude that can give me that workhorse, that league winning, whether it's half a season, quarter of a season, three quarters of a season, whatever I can get out of it. Think JT last year, how he took you, you know, in the second half acres, guys, you could have picked up for cheap early in the season. Hubbard has got the size to over 200 pounds, six feet. I mean, 40% college dominator, 91st percentile. And if you look at what he did in college, 2018 and 2019, very similar, just different loads when you're looking at the rush attempts. So more than doubled the attempts and the yardage actually went up. When you look at his yards per carry, receptions were the same, 22-23, yardages was the same. And then you see a huge drop in 21, or in 2020, excuse me. We all know how different 2020 was just overall. So you can imagine as a football player. So let's, I'm giving him a, a bit of a pass on that. I like Hubbard as my RB4 right now, maybe even my RB3. We'll see where he lands. But uh, yeah, man, otherwise, big toast. I'm going to give a coffee toast because it's morning time here right now to uh, Dynasty Dad. I'll, I'll toast anyone that's got passion. I mean, Dynasty Dad's a friend of the district. We love him. We love having him on. Uh, I've had the pleasure of coming on uh, to this show. So hope you have an awesome birthday, dude. Appreciate uh, you guys letting me be part of this. And we'll check you all. Yeah, all these analysts showing their love tonight, Mike. It's been fun. Uh, Go District being one of the best ones. So, I any, love any, uh, yeah, yeah, those guys are awesome. I mean, they're my favorite uh, analysts up north, right? Um, Go District logo is the 101 of all logos. JD is the man. And, uh, you know, like Chuba Hubbard was up there. You know, they, yeah, he was. He was a late first last year. And now we're talking mm-hmm. about, I'm seeing him late second, early third. And I think, I think that's a great value there. And uh, Goat District's a great value. I mean, love those guys. So thank you so much, J.D. Yeah, so with the 209, we actually mixed it up here. We needed a sub. And, you know, I mentioned here to Dynasty Dad that we could use somebody. And, Mike, I'm told that your kids actually came through for us. And, um, yeah. My kids love the gains. Yeah, that's right. They've seen the gains from the Dynasty Dad. So it's all about Mm -hmm. can he gain well. Uh, they're going to post a video about this and they're going to, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. I want to see Royer kids. I mean, if you're, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. No, I want to make sure your dad does some serious pushups for the FF club sitting on his back, something like that. No, it's coming. And you know, in 2019, who was the starting running back from Memphis? I know you love Antonio Gibson. Mm. You know what? (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, game well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's some, uh, you know, the size is a bit of a question mark. You know, five, we're looking at 5'11, 201, but the guy's pass catching chops. His, you know, he's running a 4'4, 240. This is a guy that if he gets that third round draft capital, he's that new NFL where if he gets 10 touches, 
you know, five, six catches. You know, he's a sexy version of J.D. McKissick. He's a lighter version of Austin Eckler. I love his pass-catching ability. We'll see what he has in the NFL. And we'll see what my kids have for a video after this. Yeah, gonna be something to look forward to there. I'll be forced to it. So I'm, I am going to keep it moving here. I'm going to go straight into the 210, and we're going to hear from one of uh, the Smash Except brothers here. Uh, actually, we're not. Um, looks like it's not coming through here at the moment. I will uh, keep working with this. Do we do we no. have a boom? Do we have a boomer? Yeah, it just might have been a boomer moment. I may have just now lost my stripes as the the lead pod, podcast host here. Uh, but this actually came from Pope's FFH. A uh, boy Jeremy had the two ten. And I actually love this pick here. One of the best values I've seen in this draft. It was Elijah Moore coming in this late, the 210. Smash pick right there. Mom, what do you think about getting Elijah Moore this late in a Superflex draft? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I have him as my 206 pre-draft. If he goes somewhere and becomes, you know, the clear number two wide receiver, I, we're hearing that like Green Bay's interested, Tennessee's interested. That could shoot him up even as far as the early second in Superflex. So th- I think this is a steal. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? I, you know, if Kenny Gameswell's name wasn't so creative, I probably would have taken Elijah Moore right here. You know, and we actually had a Facebook question that was asking, yo, dad, I know I know you love A.J. Brown, but would you be willing to hold on? Let's pull this up real quick. Said, happy birthday, Mike. Um, got a sort of rookie trade question. A.J. Brown, I know you love him. 12 team dynasty super flex. A.J. Brown in a second for D.J. Moore, Rondale Moore and a 22 first. Mung, you're our trade guy. Are you giving up AJ Brown for that? No, uh, <laughs> no. I, I mean, we've talked at length about AJ Brown, but you know, he's I think all of our dynasty wide receiver one, right? The top dynasty wide receiver for all three of us. Um, the sky is the limit this year with Corey Davis and Jonu Smith gone. This is a trade that I, I would need a little bit more, and I, I know DJ Moore is awesome too, but uh, I would hold on to Brown here. Even yeah, I think old, I, even at my old age, I was the first one to go with uh, AJ Brown as the wide receiver one in the dynasty community. You know, it's like I mean, it's been right a perfect, it's been a perfect storm, but literally, yeah. you got to do it. Yeah, what what is interesting is I actually have seen Elijah Moore mocked to Tennessee as the two there, and I actually really like that. Yeah. And if there was anybody that's moved up my rankings more than uh, in the offseason, it really is Elijah Moore, and especially if you think about some of these bigger teams in, in the late first, like the Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, picking up Elijah Moore, watch out. He could actually start to sneak into even maybe late first, early second. So we're, we're nearing the end here, and it's been a lot of fun. I, we actually had a write-in here for the 211 from another guy in our Smash Except crew, Commissioner Breeze. Here's what he said. Dude, uh, dude yeah, he just said he's going to be submitting this note here at 211. The guy chose was – Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. What I like about his game that will translate to the next level is his knack to get the 50-50 ball at its highest point. In addition, his underrated route running in the short to intermediate area of the field adds a nice element to his game. Speaking of game, I want to wish a toast to Dynasty Dad FF once again for making 40 the new 30. Pimping ain't easy, but someone got to do. 
All jokes aside, though, enjoy yourself and know that everything you're doing in the fantasy space as well as in your everyday life hasn't gone unnoticed. Much love, Commissioner Breeze. Someone got to do. Mike, your reaction to that one there? I love Commissioner Breeze. He's a fantastic guy. One of the first guys I kind of hooked up with here, kind of started talking to. We're Facebook friends. We kind of, you know, follow each other things, what's going on in the family. He's part of the Smash Accept crew. And, uh, you know, aside from being a Lions fan, I absolutely love the guy. You know, he, he's a fantastic guy to uh, add to our crew, and his fantasy takes are fantastic. So if you don't follow him, make sure you do. All right. Well, let's close strong here with the final pick and our – Superflex analyst mock draft. Here is the 212. With the 212, I'll take Trey Sermon out of the Ohio State University. But who cares about that? Happy birthday, Michael Royer, the dynasty dad. Love you, buddy. Hope you have a great day. They told me to roast you, but I'm not going to roast you, man. Just wanted to wish you a happy 50th birthday. Great follow on Twitter. Everybody follow him at dynasty underscore granddad FF. <laughs> happy birthday, buddy. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the process of getting old. Cheers, man. Love you. So many great lines there with that one. So at 1T Brett, you know, open 24 hours. He is, uh, he's actually a comedian. He's fantastic. Hilarious. I added him to one of my fantasy leagues. Of course, I won that league. We all know that. But, uh, you know, he came in there and we just, we kind of bonded right off the bat. You know, we kind of just started talking trash. Um, but that was some, that was a fantastic roast and a fantastic pick and a fantastic transition to next week's pod because Trey Sermon is Matt Waldman's RB one. That's right. That's right. So, Hey, so much fun tonight. We definitely had a lot of good roasting of dynasty granddad here. A lot of good toast though as well. And, and Mike, again, uh, cheers to you and turning 40. Wish you the best. And, Cheers to many more on the Smash Accept pod. Any, any last words of wisdom from the birthday boy? No, I can't give you any full house wisdom like I did that other episode. Um, you know, we will cue the uh, audience listening laughter right there. But I absolutely love you guys. I appreciate every single week coming on here with you guys, John and Mung. And, and you analysts that took the time to roast me or toast me, you know, that means a lot to me. You know, turning 40 is a is a milestone. My kids are going to make fun of me for years, but you guys, you guys have been fantastic. And it's just, I love the dynasty Twitter community. Love it all, all together because you guys are, are there for each other, you know, and I, and I appreciate that. So with that, enjoy the process of getting old. <laughs>